Time for a mailbag episode. Owen and I are going to answer all the questions, respond to all the comments, replies on Twitter that we got after yesterday's episode. Also, we're definitely going to talk about the Dino Babers press conference and everything uh, that that holds. It's all on Lockdown Syracuse, and it's right now. Our Lockdown Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Tuesday episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage with a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC. You can watch every single game you want on Sling. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Okay, uh, there's a lot to get to today, so let's just jump right into it. Thank you uh, for everybody who sent, or thank you to everybody who sent us a question, whether it was in the email or if it was on Twitter or just in the YouTube comments. We're going to get to as much as we possibly can today, but we're definitely not going to get to everything. Uh, I'm going to start on the email with Caleb Davies. Uh, shout out current. He's not a current SC student. He just graduated with me, actually. Shout out Caleb Davies. Um, Caleb says Wagner won its first game since 2018 this past weekend. Shout out Wagner. They beat Long Island University. And he said, also, can you guys react to the Dino Babers press conference from Monday? I saw he commented on Tucker's lack of touches and also commented on the roughing the passer penalties uh yeah we are definitely going to react to that so let's get right into it um if you didn't see dino's press conference i think it's very important that you do because i don't know maybe he's a listener of lockdown syracuse if so hi dino if not that's more likely um because owen ripped him we talked about it about how he doesn't talk in press conferences he doesn't give um you know, answers. He's, he's like, oh, that's internal. I don't talk about this. I don't talk about that. He censors a lot of what he says, but that was not the case in this week's press conference for the Notre Dame game. Uh, he gave a lot, and I clipped about 45 seconds of it that we will play, but he talked about Sean Tucker. He talked about the 25 seconds that he let drain off the clock at the end of the game, and he talked about the roughing the passer penalties. Let's give it a listen real quick. I'm going to start with... Uh... 25 seconds, okay? There was a mistake on our part. It's been handled internally. It was a 25-second mistake. And uh, based off of how we do things, I feel like it's corrected, and that will not happen or should not happen again. But uh, no doubt there was a 25-second mistake on the clock, and uh, that was bad. When it comes to uh, Tucker having uh, five carries, that's something that should not happen. I agree with everyone else that he should have more carries than that in a football game. And uh, that has been addressed. So that's been addressed. Dino says that they've talked about it. I don't know if that means that he said Robert and I 
what the heck went on there or if, you know, they changed the playbook and that's what was addressed. But at least he's coming out and saying it. I think that's what's most important here. And he also says uh, that the 25 second thing was a mistake. He owned up to that. And I think you do have to give him credit for owning up to those mistakes, because like we said in yesterday's podcast, that's what lost in the game, not necessarily the penalties. It was the lack of offense and the lack of use of Sean Tucker, and it was the poor clock management down the stretch. Yeah, I, I have to say this. It it means a lot to see how he handled that today. And I think it totally it, he deserves credit. It it yes, very much deserving of credit because that is a side of Dino and something that we don't see out of him. And that is not something that you're probably going to see all too often from him. And it's, it's really nice to see the ownership taken there and the self-reflection because it's not something that I have seen out of him before. I really don't think I've seen something like that from him before. Never he ever. has just come, come straight out and said, yeah, that's on us. That's a mistake that we've addressed. Uh, and are continuing to address, and it's it's really cool to see. I will say that as frustrating as it was on Saturday, as frustrated as I was yesterday, as we recorded today, I look back. I'm trying to you know flip the switch, look next week a little bit, uh, and make the best of what there is right now. That is a really good start to turning the page, and I am very impressed with how Babers handled that because the post game press conference on Saturday, I was not impressed with how he handled it. No, uh, and I wasn't really impressed with how he answered. And the que- yeah, exactly. The questions weren't necessarily asked. So for him to come out today uh, on Monday when we're recording this and talk that transparently about it, which is something that he doesn't do, uh, it was it's really nice to see. And in terms of his conversation that he had about the penalties, I think he brought up some good points uh, in that the way they taught players to handle that situation with the quarterback scooting up the sideline goes back to the Florida State game last year when Jordan Travis was on the sideline going out of bounds, doesn't end up going out of bounds, brings them into field goal range, and Syracuse loses a football game. I have no issue with Dino's rationale there, and I have no issue with him complaining about that call, especially given the subsequent no call when Schrader gets hit significantly worse going out of bounds. That and he, he does address that, which is he nice. goes on to address that for the next, I think, around four minutes of the press conference. And he talks about how he kind of thinks that was an unjust call. He wasn't whining about it and saying that's why they lost the game. But he was saying, you know, it was an unjust call and they submitted it to the committee um, and, and whatnot. And they submitted more than just that play, because I don't think he thinks some of those holdings or some of that uh, false start. Maybe I'm not I'm at that at that point. It's just speculation. But anyway, I'm very yeah. happy. I, I suggest everybody go out and listen to that whole thing, because honestly, the whole 25 minutes made me feel a lot better about this team. It just yeah. made me feel better that Dino. I mean, obviously, you know, he is, but you'd never seen him be self-aware about the problems that the team had gone through because he just acts like it doesn't happen when he's in front of the, of the media. So I was very happy to see that. It just it made me feel better about the team. I'm more confident in the team now that I know uh, that those are the conversations that Dino and the rest of the coaching staff are having and that the players uh, and the staff are all aware uh, of, I don't know, everything that's going on. I mean, obviously you knew that once again, but it just it just makes me feel better that he said it. Yeah, um, when I it's just, acknowledged... When it's, when it's acknowledged as little as it is and continuously brushed under the rug, 
not to be addressed, not to be looked at. Uh, it is nice to see it just be put out front and center. This is what happened. We're dealing with it. We've got to move on. And it, it is a really good nod and something that I haven't seen out of Dino in the past and something that I think elevates him in my eyes a little bit more uh, because to take that ownership and be as transparent as he was opening up this press conference is something that I think a lot of people want from him is to be a little bit more open and relatable. I'm not saying open up the playbook and tell me how you're going to approach every single team, but this level of transparency and having a conversation and being open to actually answering the questions that are at hand is a much better look for Dino. And I, as you said, I, I do think it brings me a lot more confidence for the rest of the season uh, than I had two days ago listening to the lack of acknowledgement and the lack of questioning regarding uh, how that game finished up, specifically the second half. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll get right back to every question everybody's got. But first, let me tell you about Simply Safe, okay? Uh, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named, quote, the best home security of 2022 by U.S. News. You got to use it. You're going to love it, okay? Because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. It has 24 7 professional monitoring when a threat is detected. Uh, and Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away or unable to respond. 24 7 professional monitoring costs under $1 a day. That's less than half of the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plans don't miss the chance to save big when you protect your home with the best get 40 percent off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college today customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes that's simplysafe.com go today there's no safe like simply safe um okay let's get right back into it owen valentine and myself, Matt Bonaparte, on Lockdown Syracuse. We're answering questions from the public today. Um, let's go to Twitter. On the Bird app, people have a lot to say. Uh, at Carpe Beach says, Is Notre Dame now a bigger game given expectations to win and coming off such a tough loss? Also, my heart still hurts from the loss. My heart did hurt after yeah. that day. Um, as you can see right there, I'm a Yankees fan as well. So that day stunk. Um, it was deflating. Yeah, totally. Um, but is the Notre Dame now a bigger game? I don't think so. I think Clemson, it was the biggest game on the schedule, and that's not going to change. I mean, un unless they go to the Orange Bowl, and in which case that will be the biggest game on the schedule. But, um, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame's a big game, and I don't, I don't think anybody's really taking it lightly. Dino talked about the Notre Dame game in his press conference as well, talking about how he had a chance to play them when he was coaching at Purdue, when he was the offensive coordinator for Texas A&M. Um, and he had a lot of chances then. And, and he, he spoke really highly of their, their roster and whatnot. Obviously Notre Dame's having a little bit of a down year. They can't seem to find their footing, but still a big game. Yeah. I don't think this is by any means a bigger game than Clemson now, but I, if your question is asking if this now brings a, a greater, 
I guess, emphasis on the Notre Dame game, I would say yes. I think the Notre Dame game means more now with a Clemson loss because to see you come out and, and bounce back against a Notre Dame team that even though is having a down year is still star-studded uh, and riddled with talent and a team that can beat anyone on any day. So I think in my eyes, this game against Notre Dame means more than it did when I was looking at it a week ago before this Clemson game. Uh, and I think that might be a little bit more to what you were getting at with a question. So I would say, yes, personally, I think there's more on the line with this Notre Dame game now because it means you can come back and bounce back and still make the most out of this last five game stretch to close out the season. You're not going to roll over. You're not going to sort of sulk in the disappointment of last week. Uh, you're going to come out. You're going to play a good game. You have the chance to play Notre Dame at home for the first time in what, two decades? Uh, it's been a while since you've played Notre Dame in the Dome, and it's a really good opportunity. So I would say I've got a little bit more of an elevated approach to this game, uh, given the loss because of how much it means for Syracuse's attitude and mentality for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big game. Playing Notre Dame, coming into the year, I think some people thought, and I think maybe I thought too, that the Notre Dame game was going to be more difficult than the Clemson game. Obviously, those... Uh, roles weren't exactly the way we thought they'd be after Notre Dame just came out the gates, unlike any Notre Dame team we've seen in, in a while, just being terrible. But uh, I don't think I can call it a bigger game. Although, at this point in the season, every game is pretty huge because I think a lot of Syracuse fans know now that the team is really good. So expectations, like the commenter said, is really their expectations are incredibly high now because everybody knows that they could have beaten Clemson and probably should have beaten Clemson. Um, and, you know, you want to win every game. Let me self-correct. They played in the Dome in 2016. Um, but it was a while since they had played before that. So they've played once since 2003 in the Dome. Uh, they don't play in the Dome often. So they have a chance to play against Notre Dame in the Dome, uh, regardless of my inflated stat that I will take ownership of. Uh, is still a big deal uh, and still something that that is incredibly exciting uh, and a chance for Syracuse to bounce back. Here's another question. This one from I miss Marek Dolezal. So do we. Yeah. Um, if you're the athletic director, if you're John Wildhack, Owen, and Bones, that's me, do you resign Baber or resign Babers for another extension or offer the head coach job to either Tony White or Robert and I? I think when Dino's contract is over, barring something mentally different for me, his contract is over. Uh, See, at the this problem point, is the problem is if he puts up another season like this, you can't fire him. You can't not correct. resign him. I think he. I would say this, and I've said this uh, this season multiple times. I think he finishes out his contract at Syracuse. I really do. Whether of course they he resign, does. We, we've or had that extend, conversation. Uh, There's he, no he way they the could contract touch them. Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, what they do next solely depends on the next couple of years. I don't think six and one at this point, although bought him time and bought him a lot of insurance means I want to re-sign him. Uh, but I do think it helps a little bit. I need to see some mentality changes, some coaching changes, and some recruiting changes is the big thing. We talk about it with yeah. Max uh, Chadwick on the podcast with Penn State. And James Franklin is a massive recruiter. He's not a great in-game coach, but he brings in recruits 
and that is what makes him a successful head coach. Dino Babers is not a great in-game coach. We've seen it time and time again. He needs to step it up on the recruiting trails to make it okay. If he does that in the next couple of years, and Syracuse is you know bowl eligible two out of the next three seasons, then maybe you re-sign. But at this point, I still need to see more. And at this point, maybe I would prefer a coordinator uh, to make that jump uh, to the head coach spot. But that is down the line. I need a lot more info before I can make that decision. And I do genuinely believe, and I think we're on the same page here based on the way you've reacted, uh, that we are going to see the remainder of Dino's contract play out before we have to make yeah. that decision. 100%. Uh, Dino will be here for, I don't know, what is it, like three more years? When do they sign a six-year extension? In 2018? I think it's six so, more years. Six more? No, it was six oh, years. Sorry. I think it's three more years. Okay, that's what I thought. Right? Yeah, this isn't a math podcast. Anyway, um, Dino, if you if Dino has another year like he did this year, and you're right, Owen, like if the recruiting doesn't get better, that's one thing. But after a season like this where 2018 was one thing, and maybe I'm just not remembering it as well as it, as I obviously was. Um, but, you know, I was a freshman that year. I was in the thick of it, and I was a huge fan. Um, but I don't remember thinking, like, wow, it all changes right here. I remember thinking, like, wow, Eric Dungey just had a great senior season, and it's either going to go really well with a new quarterback who's supposed to be great, or it's going to go terribly, and it went terribly. Um, I feel now that, Syracuse is in a better position than they were in 2018 to actually take a leap as a program because you have another year of Schrader next year. I doubt Tucker comes back. That like it's probably 99% not going to happen. Um, but you do have Carlos Del Rio Wilson and you have Lenora Sellers coming in next year and you have a lot of talent still on the team. Next year's team is going to be interesting, but I think next year's team has a better chance to be have you know push recruiting more than the 2019 team did, um, even though there was a lot of depth still on that 19 team. Anyway, uh, let's take one more break, and then we'll continue. This one brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free, go create a free job post on LinkedIn jobs. Then add your purple hashtag hiring frame and your job to the LinkedIn profile of yours to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're back here on Lockdown Syracuse. Matt Bonaparte and Owen Valentino. Anybody call you that, Owen Valentino? No, because my last name is Valentine. Owen Valentine with you for another six or seven. Um, yeah. All right. Let's try to answer a couple questions here to finish things out. Somebody's got a question about dome seating. What are your thoughts on the dome seating changing next season, particularly for football? 
what's the new capacity going to be like? Are they going to be able to still break those attendance records for basketball? I'm not in the dome as much as you are probably, but having been in there while I was a student a decent amount of times, I didn't really like the bleachers, but they did make it loud. Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough about the seating changes to speak on this all too well. Uh, I, I just do know that they're putting that chairs in with backs. Yeah, it's incredibly important to the university to be able to continue to break attendance records. But they're going to lose in terms of capacity. basketball. Yeah, but I, I I do think that they would, and this is pure speculation. I would assume that the dome would create an atmosphere that would allow you to break the record a few more times because of the publicity that it brings you with a sellout crowd in basketball. I don't know, man. We're talking about a dome that had the name of an air conditioning company and only had air conditioning for one of the years in which the name was in place. And now a dome that has a wireless company name that has terrible, uh, you know, connection. It's not like they're, they're thinking everything out. You know, I don't think that they're like, wow, we're going to create the greatest atmosphere we possibly can. We're like, Let's get seats. We get seats now. Mm-hmm. The troughs stay or are the troughs leaving? I forget. I have no info on the troughs. Um, but Let us know. They are going to be chairs with backs. All right. I think it could help. The bleachers the have a back. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, Some they do. Them. That's right. Some of them do. Not all of them. No, not up top. But the bottom do. But those are the ones. Those are like the padded covers, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm as I'm reading a lot of these, I'm finding that a lot of them are just more angry statements or happy statements than they are questions. Um, but we can react to them nonetheless. This guy, Will Dumont, says, not sure what happened with Tucker getting more touches. But if you watch earlier in the game, he had a nice run and got a tackle going out of bounds. He immediately started limping and signaled to sub out. I believe he is more hurt than we know about. Owen? Interesting concept. For those of you that saw the Sean Tucker tweet last night about the game or Sunday night about the game, uh, he did make an odd emphasis on the fact that he wasn't hurt. True. Uh, and that he was not injured. I don't know if that was a nod to maybe the fact that he did limp a little bit. Maybe he was or maybe that was Will a Dumont. subtle blow. Maybe it was a subtle blow to the coaching staff for his lack of touches. I don't know, but he did make an oddly specific comment about how he wasn't hurt. Um, I think it's because everybody was speculating, like this guy, that he's hurt and he wants yeah. to make sure everybody knows he's not hurt. They just didn't give him the ball. I mean, you got, if you're Tucker, you're not happy you didn't get the ball. He no, knows he's the best player on the team, yeah. and he probably knows that he could have helped win the game. I mean, if you give mm-hmm. Tucker the ball enough times, good things are going to happen. Um, he averaged 10 yards a carry in that football game, albeit on five touches. Small sample size, but still. Yeah. Um, I think that you know we all know, and at least Dino knows now, that he should have given the, the ball a lot more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, if I were him, I'd probably be pretty upset as well. Yeah, I will say this, too and it didn't get to give it credit in yesterday's episode um, because of the frustration, but to watch how they developed that touchdown Syracuse's first touchdown after their opening possession, where they just threw this little screen pass or this little out quickly to Sean in a flat really quickly, really quickly, really quickly, just dump out, dump out, dump out. And they punt and the next possession they come out and they turn that into a wheel route. 
for a touchdown, it was really cool to see that develop and get Clemson to buy into the fact that this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. And just when they get comfortable, bang, you switch that up into a wheel route. And Sean was as open as you're going to find him. That was a really cool progression with him. And I think another nod to why the lack of touches later on in the game and in the game as a whole were so unfortunate and so frustrating. Um, But I don't think he's hurt. Uh, I do think that it was just, I don't know. I don't have the reason he didn't get the ball, Uh, but I do not think it's injury based because eh, I don't know. I'm speculating and I hate speculating on injury, but I do not think it's injury based. No, I don't either. Um, what else we got? This guy says, hold on, I'm reading. Sorry, I'm scanning some of these. Uh, this guy, Sean Tucker for Heisman, who loved Owen's rant, by the way. Thank you for commenting. Appreciate um, it. He says, Wake on the road, we probably will not be favored at. Wake is extremely legit. Even if we didn't win the ACC or make the playoff, we would have had that program-defining win as well as leeway to drop a game and still be in a New Year's New Year Six Bowl for sure. I think they can be in the Orange Bowl. I and think that would they be can so be in the Orange cool. Bowl. Like, yeah. That would be nuts. Um, yeah. Also, at any point, or, I mean, it is and it isn't. I, I think that it's, it's good that Syracuse fans don't have the mentality that I'm about to present. But at the same time, it's kind of true. At every, at, at, you know, Syracuse is 6-1 and one right now. At this point, it's gravy. Like, nobody expected them to do anything, and they've done something. Um, So I think that you have to take it. Like, if they go 8-5 and even, like, Mm -hmm. I'll be very happy about it. I don't think Syracuse fans will be because at this point, you know, your your expectations are so much higher to what this team can be because everybody knows they can be good. But I also think that you've got to be happy with what this team has done and what Dino has done. And, and as much as you want to say that Dino doesn't do anything in game, and, and I um, agree with you to an extent about he's a poor clock management guy um, and his offense needs work. But I think that you don't play this well and you don't get to this point in the season without having a good culture or without having the team really believe in what you're trying to do. So I think you have to give that credit to Dino too, because they would be nowhere if it weren't for him at least putting in, uh, at least getting the players to believe in what they're doing. Um, And he talked about that in the press conference as well, all coming back to the press conference on this episode. Um, But he talked about how they do a good, the bad and the ugly segment in film where the entire team watches whatever was ugly and whatever was good and whatever was bad, obviously making the, Clint Eastwood reference there. Um, but I think that that yeah, that speaks to just like who he is as a coach and um, and whatnot. So you got to be happy with what you get this year. But that being said, yeah. I would I, I expect them to win at least 10 games. I, I do think this is a double-digit win team. And in terms of the Orange Bowl, I, I think you look Maybe not at, least. at Syracuse and Wake right now as the front runners for it. Um, Wake's got a tougher schedule. I think down the stretch Syracuse has a difficult schedule. I think wakes might be tougher. They play NC state. They play the only decent team out of the coastal and UNC. They've got a game against Syracuse still on the schedule. Uh, And then they play, they have Louisville and Duke in there as well. I, I, I think wake schedule is very difficult down the stretch to close out the year. 
and I think that Syracuse, if they don't win this game against Wake Forest, could be a little bit disappointed. Uh, but there might be an out for them to lose to Wake and still be okay and get to the Orange Bowl, which is a crazy thought. Um, but this is a team that that needs to come out and win. It starts with Notre Dame, and it continues. you got to get back into the one-game-at-a-time mentality to give you the nod. Uh, Babers, very likable in terms of person, uh, and I think that helps with culture uh, in, in those conversations that you have and building a group around you. When you're a likable person, it's easier to create culture, and when all is said and done, he is a very likable person. Does he frustrate me with coaching decisions? Yes. Sure. Does he frustrate me consistently? Yes. Is it ever a question of him and his likability? Not in my eyes. So that is why there is culture there. Uh, I would love to see the culture grow, the culture to continue to expand. But for now, it's it's going to be one game at a time. It starts with Notre Dame. That game is gigantic because if you drop another game to Notre Dame, the outlook on the season really changes. You got to go into the dome on Saturday, win a football game, and go back into this one week at a time mentality. And as we said on Twitter, you shoot for eleven and one. And if you drop a game, you shoot for ten and two. But you yep. need to be one game at a time because there is still a ton, a ton of things that you can accomplish in this season uh, that were not fathomable a mere eight weeks ago when we walked into the start of this. That's all the time we have on Locked On Syracuse today. Thanks for making it your first listen. For your next listen, go check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. We will see you tomorrow.